Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris and Kelly Brownlee. <gasps> what? Ah! We have our first guest. I'm so excited <laughs> to be here. This is our first guest. Yes. Um, Kelly Brownlee. Wait, I'm your first yes. guest? You're our first yes. guest. Oh my gosh. I know. Yes. Well, listen, when we, when we started this podcast in November... You were on our short list of people yes. we wanted to be guests. Yes. I'm so honored. Seriously. Because we, well, I guess you should tell the story of how we all got to, got met, we met. We met. That whole thing. Carlos but, Whitaker and I did a, did a giveaway. Yeah. And you were nominated in that giveaway. Yes. And we picked you as one of the people who won a week at the Sea Loft at, yeah. at Daryl and I Sea Loft in Hilton Head. Incredible. And then we just became friends. Yes. And and we've just been friends. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, awesome. here's what I I remember when Kelly won that and you were like, you need to follow this woman, Kelly. Mm-hmm. And here's what I love about following Kelly on Instagram, because that's where I first got to know you, was Kelly talks about her faith mm-hmm. a lot. She's mm-hmm. unashamed about her love for Jesus. Um, I have loved seeing you uh, process your leadership mm-hmm. with, you know, using your platform. And the other thing is, you have an incredible singing voice. Incredible. <laughs> and, Thank you. And I, there is one thing. Actually, we were talking about this earlier. I, I want to pull it up at some point because I want to tell you, there's this this video you made when I first got to know you on Instagram where you're sitting in your car and you're singing and you said something like, this is an old song, but a good one. And you mm-hmm. just were in your car and it was dark and you sang it like, you know how when people, there's people that can sing and then there's people that can sing. Mm. And you know when it's like from your gut yeah, and when you're just singing. Your heart, yeah. And it, I remember watching that and being like, ooh, this is good and this is uh-huh. rich and this is, you know, spirit filled and uh-huh. love, you know, all the things. And I have had days. Mm. I'm not kidding you. I can at least think of two times I've went back to that video and watched you singing in your oh car for encouragement. Wow. And so that was my first introduction to you was were those things. Yes. Leadership, wow. Jesus and music. And if that encapsulates who you are, then that's great because yeah, that's who you, I got from if you. If you add Moody in there, then that's <laughs> definitely me. I am a little bit of a sassafras, but I really do love Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I can remember the first time I ever sang a solo at church and I got up to sing and I had like practiced the words and everything. Mm-hmm. It was a hymn. It was called Fill My Cup, Lord. And I got up there and sang Fill My Cup, Lord. And like after church, you know, people were saying, oh, good job. My name is Kelly Rose and my family called calls me Kelly Rose. Mm. So they were like, Oh, good job, Kelly Rose. And when we got home that evening, my mom said, you did a really good job today. And she said, but the next time you sing, I want to know that you believe it. Mm. And she said, when you sing, people should be able to tell that whatever you're singing, you really believe it. And so I've always taken that to heart that when I sing, when I preach, anything that I want to, I want to believe it first. I want to be living it out Mm. because when you do that first, then when it comes out, it comes out of who you are rather than a skill or a talent. That is so good. And so I, I try to be really open and transparent on Instagram. You know, it's not, it's not fake. It's me. (laughs) And, um, you know, I've gone through some hard things. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like, um, my faith sometimes comes out or is expressed through song mm-hmm. or some of the things that the Lord teaches me yeah. through, you know, heartache and pain. That's so good. Yeah. So well, good. Kelly's in town visiting. Are you on a sabbatical or just like a, a rest? Yeah, I like guess. a little rest. Yeah, it's just a little rest. Okay. I, I want to be intentional about um, 
my mental health. Yeah. Since I'm leading other people, I feel like sometimes pastors can focus on spiritual health, which mm-hmm. is great, but mm-hmm. we're human beings mm-hmm. also. And, and so I want to be intentional about making sure I'm making space for mental health and processing yeah. and mm-hmm. just being still. Yeah. And, that's and so rest. good. Yes, like rest. absolutely. So Kelly's in town resting. Yes. Um, and we were like, we want to get you yes. on the podcast. So, so this bad. is actually like a two-parter. Yes. This is a two-part series. So right now we're going to be talking about faith because Leanne and I have, have talked about faith. You know, we've kind of touched on it, but we've had people actually reach out yes, to us on and Instagram say, We'd and like say, to hear you talk about this. yeah, mm. can you talk about it yes. a little bit more in depth? Mm-hmm. And so we want to do that um, today. And we thought, you know, faith is such an important part of Kelly's life, mm. and she's a pastor now. Yes, um, and has been in ministry. And also a worship leader. A, yeah. yeah, and we were talking earlier today. She's been in ministry full time since like her twenty, her early twenties. It's, it's crazy. So when this I think has about been your it. life. Yes, I mean, yeah. I I started out as a worship pastor. Yeah. In Columbus, Ohio, and then I moved to Detroit, um, and I was a worship leader there. And then I started singing background for like the Clark sisters and Dietrich Hatton, which are gospel artists and Vanessa Bell Armstrong. And um, I've been, I've just been in ministry. Like mm-hmm. I'm 45. Yeah. So that's like 25 years, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. were your, was your father, your, your father wasn't in ministry. Was My he, father was he? wasn't a minister. He was a deacon. Okay. Um, but I, so I have an uncle, John Kinney, um, who is a very well-known theologian mm. in the Baptist uh, arena. Um, and I, I had an uncle, uh, Lawrence Jones, who was also a well-known theologian. He was the dean at Howard Divinity School in Washington, oh, wow. D.C. That's cool. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know. I mean, even though my dad wasn't a minister, he did the work of I a was, minister. I was going to say, what I mean? that's why I thought he was, because he has that... He just, it feels like he has that way about yeah, him. Yeah, and the yes. stories you've told us yes. about your dad today, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah. yeah, he has that vibe. Yes. Before we get too far yeah, into this, are you going to say, say the same thing? I think so. <laughs> we need to say our, our good days. Yeah, we need to say our good days, and we also need to mention how you can find Kelly on yes. Instagram, Aww. and that's KB the Brave. Yes. So KB the, the Brave. brave. Mm-hmm. We always start our podcasts off, Kelly, with... Um, What's been a recent good day? And the whole premise of these are good days is some days our days are are extraordinary and, you know, we're doing something really fabulous and exciting and some days they're ordinary, but everything, it can be a good day for us. Mm -hmm. So I thought it would be fun for us to say we actually spent almost the whole day together. Yes, it was so good. (laughs) We went out to lunch at Rebecca's in Walnut Creek. Oh, come on now. Rebecca's? Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I, I don't even remember what was on my sandwich. It was like brie and apple and yeah. Yeah, pineapple jam. and yeah, jam yeah, and yeah. bacon. Oh, my father. <laughs> that that was glorious. Yeah. That deserves so, praise right so there. Good. And then you had you had the side of cheesy potatoes. Oh, father. Mm. It was so good. <laughs> my gosh. <gasps> That's so funny. good. And then you had your favorite is the Cuban. Cuban. And mm-hmm. then I had the turkey berry sandwich. Yeah. And the tomato basil soup. Oh, it's classic. Know. Here's a fun fact about the tomato yes, basil soup. I know what you're Do you want to say it? Because yeah. you're the one that told it to me. Yes. Uh, uh, George Clooney's mother ate at Rebecca's one day yeah. and sent him some of her tomato basil soup. And now she orders that for George for Clooney. For George Clooney. Oh, my gosh. It. So George- I hope that his wife has tried it because she seems like a wonderful human. Yes. She does. I forget her name. I forget her name, but too. But I know but she's an activist. and Her name yeah. is Mrs. Clooney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's one of my favorite parts of, of today is, you know, 
Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush. I'm not a, I'm not a big be fearless shopping person. Mm. There's not much in there that fits me. I bought something for my wife. Yes, mm-hmm. you did. Something beautiful. But here's what I love. Wait, be fearless we, boutique. There's two be fearlesses. There's yes. be fearless at home, which is the home decor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's be fearless boutique, yeah. which does not have men. You know, it does not there's, have yeah. men. I think things, I could buy really. Crocs there, maybe. I mean, you can buy Come Crocs there, now. but it's but, <laughs> but I did buy my wife a you very did. cool very purse. Cute. Mm-hmm. But when I think about this day that we just did together. My favorite parts are just chatting in the car, listening Mm -hmm. to the Jonas Mm -hmm. Brothers. Mm -hmm. Yes! Because here, you know what it is for me? It's the... It's the when Kelly asks a question of me and is like, hey, tell me about this part of your life. And it leads to a little conversation. And Mm -hmm. then there's a pause. And then it's like, oh, tell me this about this part of you. Mm -hmm. And actually, maybe my favorite part of the day was when Kelly and I were standing in the chocolate store. Coburn's chocolate. Coburn's chocolate, if you're listening. And you know, Kelly and I literally just met in person eight hours ago, maybe. And she just spoke some things into my life Mm. um, and some encouragement and some wisdom. And those moments are priceless. You know, when you have time with people Mm -hmm. like that, those are the moments I love. Well, okay. I know we're talking about faith in this episode and we're not, we're not, done with our good day yet, but it leads me to like a term that Christian circles use that is, um, somebody spoke like prophetically over you. So would you tell me your version of, of what that feels like and looks like? And Kelly, will you tell me your version of what that looks like? Yeah. So, uh, I think for me, because, because that felt like that today. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think for me, I think it all has to do for me with my connection to the Holy Spirit in that moment. Mm. So I think sometimes if someone's sharing something with me, I think I could offer wisdom or advice, but that's not prophetic words in my opinion. That's just wisdom and advice based off of maybe scripture or experience. And so for me, if I were to say, and we actually talked about when, when we say things like this is from the Lord, how we, re- that is reserved. That's holy. Mm-hmm. When we throw that around, I actually think this might be a little bit spicy opinion. Mm-hmm. I actually think when we overuse that, that is taking the Lord's name in vain. Oh, yeah. Not Absolutely. saying, oh my God, mm-hmm. truly. Right. Mm-hmm. I think, I think when we give credit to something that's from us, but we say it's from God, that's yes. actually taking the Lord's mm-hmm. name in vain mm-hmm. more that's than, good. more than a really swear. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, when I, when I think of a prophetic word, um, I think of someone saying the Lord asked me to do this for you. Mm. And so I would say, I don't know if, to be honest with you, I don't know if what Kelly shared with me would be prophetic or not. Mm-hmm. That's really between her and the Lord, mm-hmm. truly, because Kelly may have seen something in our in our conversation or picked up on something from me that was she was discerning, and maybe she was thinking or processing with the Lord, or maybe it's just wisdom, mm-hmm. you know. And so mm-hmm. I think there's a distinction mm-hmm. there, Not and sure. I think we're I reserve the prophetic the prophecy that it's from the lord this is a word from the lord that is so holy yes. and close to my heart mm-hmm. yeah and mm-hmm. so that's i guess that's my take on it that's mm-hmm. good mm. well uh, the bible talks about how um prophecy it, it actually says that as believers we should all desire to prophesy mm. um that all of us have the capability because mm. we have the access to the holy spirit that we all have the capability to prophesy or we should all desire to prophesy. Mm. And so when you actually look it up, prophecy 
doesn't just mean like foretelling, which mm-hmm. a lot of people have heard that and that gets spooky yes, to some people. I agree. Yeah. But prophesy also means to edify and yes. encourage uh-huh. that the gifts are meant to edify and encourage one mm-hmm. another. And so one of the things that I love about my sending church is that my pastor's wife there. Um, Will you tell us what sending church? Oh, means? sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I, um, my husband and I were part of a church, a large church uh, for about four and a half years. And then last year, around this time, maybe a little earlier, um, my pastor mentioned to me that he really felt like it was time for me to step out and plant a church. And um, so they helped us to do that with finances, with Mm, resources, with connections, with coaching, with prayer. Um, And so we refer to them as our sending Sending church. church. And that is different than a campus. Yes. So we are not a copy and paste campus Mm -hmm. of that church. We are an affiliate church. Um, with them. And so we're, I guess you consider us like a daughter church yeah. because okay, they yeah. sent yeah. us That's out. Great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but there are, what they say is that um, if you get a little scared, like say you feel like you have an, an inkling or a nudge mm. to tell someone something. And if you feel scared, like, Oh, I don't know if this is from the Lord, mm. then just don't say it's from the mm. Lord and just yes. say, I want to share something with you to encourage yeah, you. Yeah, that's good. And that's that good. helps to take away the fear. Yeah. And then not only that, if you are praying, if you are a person that spends time with Jesus and literally says to him, like one of my mentors used to say, Lord, show me where you're working today mm-hmm. and how I can work beside you. Mm. And if you're saying that that's and you're so living good. your life like that, then he's going to present opportunities for you to encourage and edify other people. So certainly there are times when I feel in my knower, like, oh, this is not me. Like this is an insight I could not have seen that I wouldn't have known. And I know this is coming like as a, like as a, almost like a light bulb Mm -hmm. moment (laughs) from the Holy spirit. But then there are other times where I just feel led to encourage someone and i think today was a little bit of both yeah i mean we're in the chocolate store and i didn't (laughs) feel like you know i was supposed to be like matt thus saith the lord unto thee (laughs) you know i felt like i just as we were talking like i just kind of felt yeah through discernment you Mm -hmm. know that i was to speak encouragement Mm -hmm. over you and so yeah i think it's a little bit of both so would it be fair to say that maybe it's there's not such a strong distinction but it's out of the overflow of your relationship with christ 100 percent. that it is a natural thing yes when you are connected to the source Mm -hmm. we don't have to distinct to make a distinction between the two necessarily Mm -hmm. it's just part of the overflow of who you are 100 and your connection to the lord yeah that's good yeah i would like to hear from all of us what is your faith what did faith look like for you as a Wait, child can we say what our favorite part of the day oh was? sorry go ahead <laughs> okay, okay we're already 14 minutes okay, in listen i would say my favorite part of the day is really i'm gonna just copy you it's really the in-between moments yeah, yeah. it's the moments of like that we had the top down and mm-hmm. you know we're still listening to the jonas brothers we, yeah we're Come still on. listening right? i'm all about that album. song now i know the waffle house, yes. waffle house. the yes. headstrong father and a determined, determined mother, mother. Yes. they work it out at the fa- waffle I, house see i think that i think that the the parents had family meetings at the Waffle House. They were having conflict, just, and they're like, you know what? We're, we're going to hash gonna it out to Waffle over House. some hash browns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to Because listen, it. you know where you can speak your mind and nobody's going to judge you? Waffle, Waffle House. House. Oh, honey, because they're liable to be having a fight <laughs> afterwards anyways. <laughs> Listen, Waffle House, if yes. you're listening, yeah, that's we will right. come and have difficult conversations. Yes. Right there you. in the middle of Waffle House. But my mine is definitely just 
just that, you know, yeah. just the in between laughing and talking and getting to know each other. And the time at Rebecca's was really wonderful. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I think if you ever come to Ohio's Amish country, Rebecca's is a, a place that really cultivates just, you know, visiting yeah, and totally. it's just a great environment. So totally. say, I'm going to copy you. Same. Yeah. <laughs> you go, Kelly. What about you, Kelly? I think what I enjoyed the most is watching you two in your environment. I feel like sometimes, um, you get to see a person's life like through their eyes when you're mm -hmm. visiting. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing you guys like connect with some of the people that you ran in today. <laughs> and um, it was just, I, I mean, honestly, if I can just say like my cup is, is just oh, overflowing. So I am an introvert, which most people are very surprised by. Yeah. Um, but I don't feel a bit drained. Yeah. I don't, I didn't feel like, okay, I'm about to tap out. <laughs> Um, I literally, my cup is just running over. Oh, like it so was awesome. a joy to spend the day with both of you. That's so, that's so sweet. Yeah. Hey, well, we do want to talk about faith. Yes. Um, we recorded a faith episode we that we lost. We and did. And some the, people the actually messaged me and yeah. were like, Hey, in the joy podcast last week, you, <laughs> you refer referred to a faith yeah. episode. And I was like, Ooh, I hope nobody caught that, but we lost it. It's probably in a cloud somewhere. Yes. Mm. It got, it so, got eaten yes. by the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so when, you know, our friend Kelly was here, we, we have both admired your faith. You know, we know that faith is a part of your life and we're like, well, maybe this is, from the Lord yeah, that we have Kelly here reason. to talk about faith. Um, so we want to talk about that. So I'd like to hear a little snippet of what was your church and faith experience like growing up? Mm. And maybe we'll see, we'll see where that takes us. But, you know, how did that shape you? What did you take away from that? How did that have an impact on you? So do you want to go first, Leanne? Sure. Um, I was raised um, Baptist, Southern Baptist yeah. specifically. And I, I would say that for me, um, faith was, faith was church. Faith was the action of church. Yeah. You know, we, we had kind of that little church bubble. Yeah. You know, we, we went to Awana's. I know you went to Awana's. We too. are sparks for Jesus. Yes. <laughs> I went to Awana's, did Bible memory, all of that. Sword drills. Remember oh sword yeah. Drills? Was, did you do sword drills? No. Um, Do you know what it is? No. <gasps> I think culturally, you know, okay. we probably yeah. call our things a little something okay. different. There yeah. are Bible drills. Like yeah. you had to like find you the look book up of the a Bible verse. and you had, to, you had to raise. Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I was like in part of like junior Bible quiz okay, or something. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, so yeah, same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. And, and, you know, I had a great, I had a great group of friends in, in that church growing up. Uh, in fact, I vacationed with them in the summer and in the winter. Yeah. We all still keep in touch from the you know, from the fifth grade. But I would say that I didn't really have what I would call a relationship with, mm. with my faith or with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Wait, can I, can I point something out yes. of your faith is your faith story is you were one of Jerry Falwell's Jerry's kids. Listen. Yeah. He, so, he, well, he caught, he had a group of kids. He called Jerry's kids. And Oh, I thought I it was, was like a singing and dancing. No, group. no, no, no. <laughs> I thought you were on TV <laughs> no. with like Pat Robertson. No, or no, something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was just a group of kids that he would call his kids. I always yeah, thought that was no, a group. I've no, been no. destined to be somebody's somebody for a long <laughs> uh, that's time. Right. Oh, there that's you right. go. But you grew up under Jerry Falwell's teaching, yeah, the, the moral, moral majority, majority. Oh, wow. in the 80s and 90s, mm -hmm. and you grew up with his boys. Mm -hmm. Yes, his right? boys so were So they were like, they're age. your peers. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Jerry Falwell's mm -hmm. kids, they run leader, 
they yeah. ran leader Liberty University. Yes. I don't know. Why and I Thomas Road Baptist Church. Jonathan's still the pastor. So you there. ran in that circle. So it wasn't like Southern. They're, it was they're like a, they're a little Southern Baptist. Baptist. <laughs> it was like we're <laughs> influential Southern Baptist people. Yes. And can yes. I also say what famous person lived with like traveled with your dad? Yes. Can we talk about yes. that too? So can you tell us about your dad and so whole... so my dad was an evangelist out of Thomas Road Baptist Church right. when they had he was her, hit the sending church. Okay. Right. Right. Well, for your he, dad. Yeah. Well, n- well, he was the evangelist out of Thomas Road. So okay. like, so the people, the pastors or the preachers that traveled, you know, out of Thomas Road, mm-hmm. my dad was one of them. And, um, and one summer, Mike Tate or Michael Tate, uh, he is member lead, of DC he, talk. Yeah, DC talk. And now is the lead singer of newsboys. He lived with us for a summer. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> such a fun fact. <laughs> funny wow how old was he and how old were you um he was in college it was the summer summer of college and i was graduating i had just graduated my senior year of high school okay so he's only a couple years older than yeah yeah he's not much older than me. that's so funny yep so So you were in like a big southern baptist very influential yeah very very um you know it, it was there was a lot of like kind of who you were a lot of Mm -hmm. appearance things you know people didn't you know we've come so far in christian circles as far as talking about things openly like therapy Mm -hmm. and depression Mm -hmm. and anxiety you know we didn't talk about those things growing up those are people that you pitied sure you know if somebody was in therapy it was like oh poor 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 woman we need to pray for them yeah and you (laughs) certainly didn't want anybody you know to know right um and i feel i do feel like that's when um now looking back that's when a lot of things were were secretive yes Mm -hmm. so buried and so secret Mm -hmm. um and and i would say that there was a lot of good in my growing up there was a lot of wonderful in my growing up as far as um youth leaders and things like that but my relationship with Jesus became became real, like really real, um, really after our children were born. Mm. And, yeah. you know, and I think I think sometimes challenge and suffering um, and, you know, and this isn't something I'm proud to admit, but in 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 suffering is when I I felt like, you know, Jesus is really going to be my only answer. Mm-hmm. Like that's just going to be my only rescue here. Yeah. Because I'm a strong personality, I can try to do a lot on my own, mm-hmm. but this I can't do. This yeah. I can't fix. This I I'm at a dead end. Yeah. Like and I'll go to you know, and I went went to counseling, but I I had to dig into like, okay, Jesus, is are your scriptures really what what do they really mean what they say yeah. and mm-hmm. and are the promises really real and are you really there mm-hmm. and and um you know, will you show up for me? Yeah, yeah. it was, good. it was a really, for me, that was, I think that was something hidden in my life all the time. Like in the background mm-hmm. is, can I trust him? And do I really matter to him? Yeah. Those were like my questions. Yes. Like, can I trust him? Do I really matter? And, and when I dug down and he showed up, you know, that's when my faith took on a different, yeah. uh, something different. Yeah. That's something good. I would say more real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Kelly? What did your church upbringing look like? Well, we did a lot of hand clapping, foot stomping. (laughs) We were a sanctified church. Okay. Um, Oh, you said something before we recorded that was funny. What was it? I don't even remember at this point. You said it was Pentecostal. It was definitely Pentecostal. Something short of scary. No, you said Pentecostal. Just... (laughs) 
We did everything short of, of snakes. Yeah. Everything else was <laughs> fair game. Yeah, everything else was fair game. That's so funny. I remember so there was funny. this particular lady that used to like fall out, you know, every time the spirit got high. Yeah. But you couldn't tell if she was like falling out under the anointing of the Holy Spirit or if she was having a seizure because okay. she had epilepsy. Oh, wow. So wow. you so just kind of never one? knew, you know. <laughs> wow. That's funny. But um, yeah, I grew up in a in a in a church that really felt like family. Mm. Um, there, mm. I tell people all the time, like I really, for the longest time, didn't know who I was actually related to and who <laughs> I just called aunt or uncle. I love that because we went to the same church, yeah. and um, I'm sure there were like you know weird things or maybe things that had to be corrected or whatever behind the scenes. But for me, it honestly was a safe space, mm. um, and because I I grew up. We lived in a in a part of the of the community where we lived in where there weren't very many black people. Mm -hmm. And so in our neighborhood, we were the only black family. And so when I went to school, um, I was the only black child until fifth grade. And then when schools merged, like there were still only maybe like 20 of us, you know, like in a big school. And so for me, church was safe Mm -hmm. because I didn't Mm -hmm. feel like I had to put on. I felt like I belonged. Um, I felt like people saw me and cared about me. Mm. Um, and so I, and I also had a female pastor, which is crazy to me when I think about it, about the denomination that I grew up in. It was apostolic is how Mm -hmm. I grew up. And, um, and also the time period. Absolutely. And for, for one period of time, we actually lived in a duplex and our pastor and her husband lived on the bottom floor and me, mom and dad lived on the top floor. And when we would come home sometime, uh, she would she would say, um, Kelly Rose, you come in here with me. Aww. And she had an organ in her house. Oh, and she'd give me it. those little strawberry candies. Oh, yeah. And yes. she would sit me up on the organ beside her. And I would listen to her sing hymns wow. and pray for the church. And I just believe even then, like, mm-hmm. seeds were being mm-hmm. planted mm-hmm. in me yeah, that are now harvesting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there's things, of course, about it that were legalistic. And, yeah. you know, I didn't understand the grace of God like in any way shape or form I literally thought the time that I rolled my eyes at my mom that the the floor was going to open up <laughs> yeah, right. and I was going to shoot down to hell yeah. like immediately yeah. um That's but funny. thank God for grace but I yeah. didn't I didn't even though I was baptized at 12 I don't feel like I started walking with the Lord until I went away to college mm. um I actually tried to commit suicide mm. in my early 20s and I can remember the prayer I was at my aunt's house and I can remember being on her couch and I said, God, if you are real, I, mm. I need to know. Mm. I need to know it. Not because my mom said, my dad said, mm. my grandparents, I need to know if you are real. And I, I can remember the blanket of peace and the mm. blanket of comfort that surrounded me there in my aunt's house when my life was just a hot mess. Mm. And so um, many times when I don't, necessarily feel like I can feel him I just that's what I pray like mm-hmm. but now it's I know you're real yeah. I just need to yeah, I right. just need to feel you I just need to know that yes. you're near that's good yeah that's really good I think for me I grew up in the Baptist church <clears throat> we were the general association of regular Baptist churches oh, okay. so we weren't we were Wait, regular there's a thing called regular that's what it was called G-A-R-B-C wow. church okay. wow here's what I'll say I think I also went to a, a Baptist college. I think for me, so I grew up 
Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Yes, sir. Prayer meeting, doors mm-hmm. open. Dad was a deacon. Mom was a deaconess. Yes. Meetings in the church. I was running around the church all day on Sunday. Potlucks, man. Potlucks. Listen, yes. I love a casserole. <laughs> I blame the church for my for my weight problems because <laughs> I love a cheesy casserole. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I think as I've gotten older, well, and I'll say this. I, I remember a moment, um, you know, the whole like conversion moment, salvation moment. Mm-hmm. That's, we can debate that forever. It's not worth debating mm-hmm. actually. But I remember a moment where I was like, oh, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I want to be a part of that with him. I want to accept his, you know, and I was, I was young. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was baptized. And then I felt like for me, it was like a slow, like a slow ember. Yeah. Um, But then when I got to college, I remember I felt a little bit. Like I grew up in a judgmental place. Mm-hmm. I felt like, why are we so legalistic? But you know, as I have gotten further away from that time and as I've had kids of my own, gotten a real job, you know, all the things <laughs> that happen in life when mm-hmm. you're not in college. Sure. I'm like, I feel like God has given me a dose of grace for all of that mm, to right. say, you know what? And, <laughs> and truthfully, as I see the world through my parents' eyes, through my mom's eyes, as I see it through their, through their eyes and, I think I understand it a little more Mm -hmm. and I feel like I have grace and compassion for those moments. I mean, I got, listen, I got chewed out for, um, wearing Abercrombie shirt by my pastor's wife, but you know what? Wait, yeah. Right. Why? Wait, why? Because they have shirtless models on the bags. We should not support (laughs) that. So, you know, I have stories like that. I did puppet ministry. I did all the things. But here's what I'll say is I feel like the church, when I look back on my experience at church, I feel like it cultivated community in me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a heart for community. I have a heart for people. Um, I was a little boy that talked to all the old ladies, <laughs> you know, and so I felt like it gave me that. And I also do feel like it gave me a little bit of a sense of something bigger than myself. Sure. Right. You know, and I think sometimes now that I work with kids in a public place, I think kids need to see themselves as a part of a bigger community and like who you are and who, what you do and how you interact with us. It all matters, even though you're nine or 12 or 17 or 18. And so I think as I look back on it, we could sit here and have a, 10 podcast episodes about things that we don't like about sure, the church definitely. or hurts in the but church. Li- or oh whatever. yeah. Mm-hmm. But listen, I I'm at a place where I need to look back and say, you know what? I learned this in church and yeah. I learned this in that community. And so I think, you know, community caring for others service. Oh yeah. my word. I learned service and volunteering mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. people and helping mm-hmm. each other out. My parents were so great at that. My parents taught me how to be hospitable Mm. because of the church. So I look back on those things and, you know, did I grow up with some weird stuff? Sure. We had Salty the Singing Songbook. Do you know who that is? Oh, I've heard about that. We didn't have that. He is a big, well, because, you know, if I may say, (laughs) black people would think it's weird. (laughs) It is a big blue book. There are some cultural differences, (laughs) you know, between the church. It's a big man. It's a big man painted blue that looks like a book that sings to kids. It's a little weird. Oh, interesting. So, you know, they're like songs about God. Okay. Okay. So like there are things like that that I look back and I'm like, okay, "Okay, that's weird. But (laughs) I will say. But you guys were regular Baptists. That's right. We weren't the weird Baptists. We were regular. (laughs) We weren't like the IBS, the irritable Baptist (laughs) syndromes. We were regular. Oh, my. You know, I think, I think too, I think a, a healthy perspective is, 
you know, your church experience and everything that you went to went through up till now is what's made you who you are. Absolutely. And and I I can look at the church experience we had together that was difficult, you know, that and we went to the church, you know, that the church that we Daryl and I went to, we went to for 20 years. Yeah. Um, but some of my greatest friends, yeah, some of my most precious people, you're one of them. You were that's our how sons. We met. That's you're our son's youth pastor. Yeah. So some of my greatest relationships came from that church family. So, so I think it's important to look at the good, the good things for sure. Have, um, Absolutely. And I, I think sometimes we, we forget that faith, um, is meant to be about our faith in God and mm. not in the church. That's right. Um, and whenever we start clouding that, um, we open ourselves for hurt. And that, that's not to say that people are, um, that church hurt isn't real because that's right. I mean, I'm sure we could all tell mm-hmm. stories of things that have happened in church where you're like, say what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but our faith is in God. It we're, we're not meant to be. How do you, how do you, how do you put the boundary or how do you, how do you, where's the line? Where's the boundary of, of knowing where that, where that is like, like staying there. Like yeah. if you can just stay That's there, a good like. I, well, I know for, for me in particular, um, I, I think one of the things that's important to me is something I mentioned earlier is that I want, I want my life to be an overflow mm-hmm. of, of what is happening between me and Jesus. And so if me and Jesus are good, then regardless of what happens, first of all, if I'm really walking in the spirit, which the Bible actually encourages us to do Galatians five twenty five, mm-hmm. that, that walking in the spirit should be a part of every piece of our lives. So if I'm actually consumed by Jesus and I'm actually consumed by pursuing him, then at some point there should be a little ding, 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 ding. Like when something is off, Right. right. <laughs> with yeah, with a good. church community or with a person, there should be some kind of awareness. And then it's up to us to to uh, pursue the Lord and say, OK, what are you trying to show me here? Or, you know, am I putting this person on a pedestal or how do I deal with this situation? I think I think sometimes, honestly, we get to a point in our faith where we feel strong enough that we start resolving things on our own. And we kind of, we kind of like, okay, Jesus, I got this one Mm -hmm. or okay, Holy Spirit, you can sit this out. And then when everything falls apart, then we want, we want the Holy Spirit to show up and fix it all and get this person and justice and, you know, (laughs) all this kind of stuff. But the reality is, is like the same love that God has for us, Mm -hmm. like us, all three of us sitting here can say, I I believe the Lord loves me. I believe he sees me and he knows Mm -hmm. me and he wants the best for me. And when I make a mistake or when I make choices or I find myself in patterns that are unlike him, he still loves me. He he wants to correct me, Mm -hmm. but he still loves me. And there are times in our faith where we have to do the same for the people that hurt us. That's a good word. Where we have to remind ourselves like, uh, God still loves them. Yes. Yeah. And they're <laughs> humans. They're yes. Human. They're human. God still mm-hmm. wants them to come to repentance. You know, it's like that scripture that says it's not his will that uh, people would perish, but that right. all would come to repentance. That's do you, do word. you think, do you think that the, the, the importance in following Jesus or, or being on that path involves like being in his word, talking to him on yes. a daily basis, you know, being in, you know, because when you say pursue Jesus, 
or, or yeah, be right with Jesus or pursue Jesus. What does that look like? Like what, what is that? What is that like? What I definitely think, you know, prayer and reading your Bible, but, but we all know that there's lots of people that read their Bible Mm -hmm. and memorize it. And it's just a book, right? Mm -hmm. It's just words. So until it actually takes root in your heart and becomes what you're living out of, then it's just, you know, it's just words, Mm -hmm. you know, God's power only has access to what we give to it you know it's only as powerful as the access that we we open ourselves to Mm -hmm. allow him to lead us in and and experience and so i think sometimes that it's just the the reality of knowing that how you follow jesus like for you it may be that in the morning you read a devotional and then you pray out loud and talk to the lord and maybe for matt you know uh his is in the evening Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. his time Mm -hmm. he takes a walk and he and the lord talk and and he feels like he's you know pursuing him and inviting him into his life and then for others it may be that you turn on some music and when you turn on that music that you can't help but say Oh, I just realized like yesterday I was a hot mess and I should probably (laughs) say that out loud to you and say, would you please help me to be more like you? Mm. I I think it's, we, we, we have to remember it's an individual journey. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We should be reading our word if we want to pursue Jesus. Absolutely. We should be praying, but I think it's, it's remembering that it's not a formula. We're not pursuing a formula. We're pursuing a person. That's absolutely right. And he wants to be with us more than we want to be with him. That's mind blowing. He absolutely does. <laughs> I think I think um the chosen has been such a great that has been such a great series. Have mm-hmm. you watched that? It's so good. I've oh, only watched the first I season. I have not watched I, it. I watched the first season and I cried every episode. Yeah, it's really well done. Nicodemus. Yes. <gasps> why tell me why that was why was that so powerful? Not Nicodemus, but the chosen in general. Well, well, f- I think, and, and, and I'm, I'm just going to speak from my own faith journey, yeah. the way I was raised. There was a lot of rules. Yeah. yeah. There was a That's lot right. of, you can do this, you can't do that. Yeah. Like, right. I remember my brother got um, a lover boy cassette tape, which we all love that cassette <laughs> tape. Got a lover boy cassette tape taken out of the car and the ribbons ripped out of it. It was like oh, very man. dramatic. You yeah. Because we weren't allowed to listen to lover boy. Yeah. Right. You know, we weren't allowed to play cards with fit a lot of there were I wasn't yeah either. we weren't yeah, allowed to play cards either no. a lot of rules right dancing no dancing. yeah 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 or and, going to the movies oh, and the no movies no no wine we're supporting what Hollywood. about wine wine no way no oh no, no, way, no alcohol. oh that's a still a no no in my like where i'm from that's like a i i think if, if one of my relatives saw me with a glass of wine they'd be like oh, you know so so in it how it formed my perception of Jesus is that around Jesus and around the person of Jesus, there are rules. That's right. And there are, are things you don't do. There are things you do do. There are sinners and there are people who, you know, follow his, his, rules or well, his toe ways the line toe yeah the they line. used to call us call them saints at yeah. my church thank you yes 100 i the i cried literally the whole i'm glad nobody was home you there cried telling home. me about I, it i because it broke down all of that mm. he was none of that mm. in the chosen he was what i would hope he would be mm. which was just somebody who just wanted to give people relief and love yeah. and kindness mm-hmm. and goodness and Nicodemus that that role spoke to me because Nicodemus was knowledgeable and he knew the word and he knew he knew religion yep. he knew he mm-hmm. knew 
And then when he discovers or when he believes yes. that Jesus is the Messiah, it's just, I just sobbed yes. when he, mm. when he, when he hugged Jesus and he just allowed himself to just, just cry when yeah. Jesus hugged him that, um, you know, realizing that he'd come, you know, yeah. and yeah. it just, Jesus was who I hoped he would be yeah. in that, it, in that series, like instead of about rules and yeah. about even condemnation mm-hmm. or like kind of you've been wrong. Like, I feel like I had a little bit of a fear of Jesus growing up or of God growing up that if I stepped out of line, mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to get punished. Like right. so anything bad that happened in our life was because some, one of us had did something wrong. Right. Sure. Right. You know, and, and I still sometimes, I mean, I don't battle up as much at 54, but <laughs> I still sometimes, you know, I still, that, that thought sometimes creeps in. Yeah. You know, yeah. like if, if I'm not doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, then my life won't be, mm. won't have all the fruit, mm-hmm. which is not, I mean, it's not about that. It's mm. about really, it's really about my heart mm-hmm. being right. into that, you right. know, and my heart, my heart obeying because I want to obey Jesus because yeah. I love him. Yeah. Well, the, even the, the quote unquote rules, like the right or the wrong or the, you know, all these choices are, are, are actually supposed to come from our relationship with Jesus not if you do this or you do this you're wrong Mm -hmm. but rather because I love Jesus and because I'm in relationship with him right I I I want to be close to him and a lot of times when we find ourselves in in sin patterns Mm. it's not that you know he's ready to cut us off but rather we we feel distant from him right because he's still he's still holy you know right like he's still holy and so it's that awareness of like Oh, like this is like causing a little bit of a rift between me and you. And I need to figure out how to get back to you. I've told my kids before, like, I'm not faithful to your dad out of obligation Mm. because it's like the right thing to do. I'm faithful to your dad because I love him. Right. And I want our relationship to be the best that it can be. Mm. And when your dad and I are not on the same page or when we're mean to each other or we're not, we're, we're just off then that that messes up everything in my life yeah and so that's 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 not a rule it's just when my relationship with my husband is right then the other things follow and i think that's really what jesus is inviting us into that when you're you know he said he says i am the vine Mm. and you are the branches and if you abide in me then you're going to produce good fruit Right. And I think if it's yeah. if we really see that if I'm if I'm living in a thriving relationship with Jesus, mm. then I can't help but produce things that are like Him. Right? You know That's what good. I mean? Yeah. I want to be loving, so I I need to be with Jesus because the Bible says God is love. Right? Right? Yeah. right? You know? And so I, can't, I in my human understanding, I can't create love on my own. Mm. I need to be with Jesus to right. even yeah. understand what love yeah. is. That's, good. That's so good. Well, hey, we have went way over, but uh, so I think okay, yeah. next week we need yes. to keep this discussion yes, going let's on do, faith. Let's do it. I actually, before Kelly came over tonight, wrote some questions um, that I wanted her to answer. So I want to get to those next week too. Okay, so yes. um, we're going to put a pause in here and we're going to pick up this conversation with Kelly about faith um, next week. Faith part two with KB the Brave yes, in wait. the house. Um, so... Leanne, whether ordinary or extraordinary, we hope you see that these are good days. days.